Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 83 of the Social Liability Podcast, the podcast where we discuss those folks in our lives that violate the social contracts that we all agree to live by. I'm your host, the Razgrees, with my co-host, the Buck Grundle, bringing you new and interesting stories from the far reaches of the internet. And, Buck, we have a... We only we have one less than we normally have this week, but um, I think I found out one. I found one that will like round out the whole episode, and uh, I think it's pretty indicative of what social liabilities are around the holidays. Nice, you know, and uh, you know, I'm I'm actually like at the mercy of the uh, of the of the flow here because we started the show without disclosing me what the lineup is, so. I'm kind of excited, you know. Well, this in, is uh... in fairness, you do send me most, if not in, in some cases, all of the stories for any given episode. But I think you 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 look at them so briefly and send them to me so early on in the week that you oftentimes forget what they are. That's it. That, like this is this is a great way to bring in the new year. I don't remember shit. So yeah, I mean, like, let's come on, folks. I'm in the front seat of the freaking social liability roller coaster. Let's get this thing started. Well, we're going to start with a simple one. A Florida man has been... This is being reported by Mandatory.com. A Florida man arrested for attacking girlfriend with fried chicken. <laughs> uh, what, is, what is it with people throwing food at others? It's food. Food is for eating, not for throwing and wasting. Well, unless it's a and- slice of Papa John's pizza, then by all means, throw it to the ground. That's not true. I kind of like Papa John's at times. Damn. Yeah. Hell, I even like Little Caesars at times. Am I? Oh, dear Lord, Sadar. Oh, she hates it with a passion. Mm-hmm. I, you know what? I, I just like pizza, and I actually really enjoy Little Caesars. I, tell, I mean, like, I'll tell you this. I want to. Uh, that's one of the big things I miss about living on in the Northeast is New York style pizza. They just don't have it out here in the Midwest, and. I can tell you right now, when I come back to the East Coast, for any reason whatsoever, I'm getting a big, flat New York pizza from somewhere. (laughs) I digress, though. And the reason I'm bringing this up is, (laughs) the the former, is because a man named Juwan Brown has recently been arrested after attacking his girlfriend with a piece of fried chicken. The 23-year-old Brown was arguing with his living girlfriend when the argument suddenly turned violent. As the six foot two brown stepped on his girlfriend's foot and then threw a piece of chicken at the victim, striking her in the left side of the face and glasses. The St. Petersburg man was, of course, arrested for domestic battery and, as of now, has been ordered to have no contact with the victim after being freed on a $5,000 bond. This dude has been in trouble with the law before, according to court records. Brown was arrested in 2015 for striking the same woman who was pregnant at the time. So it's pretty clear this dude is just an a-hole. Yep, I'm going to go with that. And that is originally via the smoking gun. Um, I I like how it actually says, it suddenly turned violent as he stepped on her foot and threw a piece of chicken at her. (laughs) I can can think of... Domestic violence is domestic violence, yes. Yes. But I can think of a, a, other terms I would use. That suddenly it turned violent. <laughs> the chicken flew across the room. 
there seems to be quite a common theme with food-related assaults, and, and I've seen this over the course of 83 Weeks to Social Liability podcast. All puns aside, when food comes into play, it is foul play. Chicken gets a lot of freaking, like, like, I'm sure if they had to keep food in evidence lockers, there would be a lot of rotten chicken. Like, food-related assaults Oftentimes oh, have chicken. chicken. I don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah, but I like how they, uh, had, I mean, they had to put on there that he's six foot two. Like that somehow changes the uh, the trajectory of the chicken. I think I think the person writing the article was just in a big hurry and was just like, "I got to throw something in here for a fucking detail and get this thing on on the boss's desk before Thursday Thursday." It did seem a little rushed. Uh, and, and the whole thing is, is we have a we have a headline that's definitely going to get people to click on it. You just need two paragraphs to make it actually stay long enough to see the ads or what have you. But uh, it's it's a shit article, but it's still funny. Either way, man. I mean, like, not not a lot for us to like rap on as far as you know, as far as dude goes. But he's definitely a dickweed, and. You know, prior prior assault on the same chick when she was pregnant is that is that did I understand that right? No, you got that absolutely right. Yeah, fuck him, man, and the horse he rode in on. I'm, I, I'll, I'll give him a three, just just because you know you're willing. Like that's the kind of guy who would be mean to dogs. Like fuck him, man. He gets a three. All right, I'll co-sign that. Let's move on here to the Huffington Post, and you know. Typically, I, I save the Florida theme song for later in the show, but I, I can't wait. Florida man, Florida man, does whatever the fuck he can. Makes headlines every time. Florida's paradigm. Look out. Here comes Florida man. Well, indeed, here comes a Florida man and woman. As a Florida couple spent days in unlocked closet, thought they were trapped. <laughs> a pair of hapless... Accused trespassers spent two days in a closet thinking they were trapped inside. John R. Wood and Amber Campbell told police that someone had chased them into the closet at the Daytona State College Marine and Environmental Science Center on Sunday. Once they were inside the janitor's closet, they couldn't get out. But it wasn't until Tuesday that R. Wood decided to call 911. When Dayton police uh, arrived, they discovered the door did not lock. Cops found human feces and suspected drug paraphernalia in the closet, but they didn't find any drugs. Arwood and Campbell were both charged with trespassing. Campbell was also charged with violating her probation. In 2013, she was arrested for escaping a mental health treatment facility, crashing a car, and escaping from the back of a police cruiser. According to the Orlando Sentinel, Arwood's records include five jail sentences in Florida since 2000, with offenses including armed burglary, possession of more than 20 grams of marijuana, and fleeing law enforcement. The chick looks like a skeleton, has a dollar sign tattooed on her throat. Oh my god. I'd get her. You would. would. I would. But you'd also do a ham sandwich. Hey man, I got, I got, I got. You know, I'm on borrowed time. You know, I, I look at that shit and I'd like, eh, I'll, yeah, I'll wear the t-shirt. 
I, 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 I tremble to ask, what's the t-shirt? <laughs> Whatever one I'm trying to escape in after I fuck her and leave. Wow. <laughs> wow, okay. Um, but <laughs> how do you think you're stuck inside of a closet for days? Without... That just boggles my mind. That That is... Because is... even if they were high, they had to have sobered up in that time. Now, see, that's the thing. They found no drugs. <laughs> Do you think maybe they didn't call the police until they ran out? <laughs> uh, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> they were like, they were like, we're stuck in here, like, and we got to make sure it's all like as close to forensically clean as possible. So the cops go in there and they're like nothing but shit and pipes. Well, if you guys wait wait oh man. I could see them starting to smoke each other if it would fucking waited long long enough. I, I... And twenty grams of freaking pot, man. Jesus Christ. That's nothing. <laughs> that's 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 something. That's No, it's not. It's not even an ounce. St- Okay, no, you're right. I'm I'm just thinking ounces, not grams. <laughs> yeah, I I was like, yeah, like, why would they even throw that in there? Because I guess there's probably there's there's, there's, well, there's probably a statute that says like over ten grams or something like that. That'd be my yeah. Because yeah, a lot of places, a lot of places all. that decriminalize, they uh they they allow uh possession up to a certain amount before they make it a criminal. And just make it a citation before then, so that's there was probably a, a, a point where they breached it, and then they just put twenty on there. Either way, I mean, I feel bad giving these two these two like they shouldn't reproduce. That's <laughs> that. Uh, like, if I were to like be a judge and making a sentence, I'd be like, okay, you guys can still play in the sandbox, but no procreation. We 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 can't we can't have any more of this. Like, <laughs> you know, back in the day, back in the day, they used to have judges that would sentence people, but give them, you know, so much time off if they agreed to be sterilized. The uh, the courts have since ruled that no, you can't do that. <laughs> that is that is morally wrong. Uh, but but I can see some I can see some reasoning behind it. <laughs> I I mean, like it's not it's not. You don't have to frame it like punishment. Frame it like for the greater good. You know, don't look at the you're like don't look at it, they listen, they lock themselves in a closet for two fucking days and th- an unlocked closet for two fucking days. We can convince them that this is better for like it hurts me more than it hurts you. I'm sure they'd buy into that. Yeah. But now the thing that the thing that I, I'm I, thinking about is I'm really hoping that since this is a janitor's closet, they at least had a bucket to shit in and weren't just shitting in the corner. I the, it, the report said they found human feces and paraphernalia. You know, whatever, man. I, I, I'm going to give them one, one and a half. Uh, I'm at least giving them a two. I'm at least giving them a two. I'm, I'm hesitant not, not to give them a three, but I'll give them a two. Because at least they didn't hurt anybody else. That's all. I, that's what it comes down to. Except for the poor schleb that has to clean up the shit. <laughs> eh. Yeah. Right on. 
Well, our next story comes from Boston.com. Nerf gun assault escalates into further violence in NBTA station. A group of 6 to 7 teenage boys were pointing Nerf guns at several passengers in the downtown crossing station in Boston on Monday evening, as well as, quote, engaging in other harassing and intimidating behavior, according to transit police. Then around 7 p.m., the teen shot the toy projectiles at a 66-year-old man passing through the Orange Line fair gates. He exchanged words with them, and further violence ensued. The group of juveniles then physically attacked the 66-year-old, punching him and throwing him against the wall while they continued their vicious assault. The victim sustained injuries about his head, requiring EMS to transport him to a local area hospital for emergency treatment. The boys reportedly fled on the southbound Red Line train. Officers ultimately caught up with them outside the JFK UMass station, where three of them were arrested for assault and battery with a dangerous weapon on a victim over 60. Uh, TPD believes this group may be involved in other unprovoked assaults on MPTA similar systems earlier. Uh, These matters are still being investigated. Holy fucking shit. Wow. (laughs) Man. Just, let's get some Nerf guns and go hang out at the train station. And then they beat the fuck out of an old guy. Who who takes umbrage with him shooting him with a Nerf gun. (laughs) Right. Okay. You know what I got my kids for Christmas? Nerf guns. (laughs) Yeah, but you know what? You you and you and you and the other you and the co-parent must be teaching them some fucking common sense. Yeah, I mean like Yeah, don't shoot the dog. Well, don't shoot a 66-year-old man in a fucking train station, and if you do and he gets ass hurt, it is actually, in fact, your fault. Who knew? Like, <laughs> like, like, why are you, like, he exchanged words? Like, you're lucky that's all he did. He, he, fuck my life. And then they beat him up for getting offended? What the, what the shit is that? Here, here's the deal, man. There should, you know, there, should I be, like to... there should be a law limiting the amount of teenage boys that are allowed to hang out together at any given time. The more you get, the dumber I... the, the crowd is. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you, it's the it, it's stupidity is a, it has a gravitational force. Okay, the more stupid you concentrate into an area, the more destruction is it, like liable to happen. If you don't believe me, look at a parking lot. That's that's just it. But at the end of the day, you know, I'd like to point out that at least at least one of their charges specifically annotates like not only did you fucking assault somebody, like you assaulted an old dude. Like assault on a person over sixty. Like yeah, there's mm. there's a lot of places that have laws that specifically have an enhancement on them for um elder abuse. And apparently, oh, and, apparently and, Boston's and, one of them. Well, oh yeah, I mean, hit an old person or hit somebody in a wheelchair, and then you see you see how big the book is. Like they they throw they throw the the unabridged version of the book at you. And it's quite no, it's yeah. quite the book. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, mm. it's funny because the, you make people say they throw the book at you. There actually is books of ordinances and laws, and. When you get these books, they actually come 
it looks like a book, but it's actually a big three-wing binder because there's constantly being <laughs> changes to that. There's no earthly way to, to keep up with every law every in every jurisdiction all the time. You just can't do it. Uh, but one of the things you should always be aware of, assaulting someone is a dick move. It's, especially when you're the one who fucked up to begin with. I'm giving these kids a fucking four. I can, I mean like I can co-sign that. I can co-sign that. Normally, I mean, like, normally, only... normally I would give a five when you hurt somebody. Uh, when there's but nobody died, and you know the whole we we don't know what the injuries actually were, um, and unless they actually specify something, I have a hard time saying. Well, he went, he went to the hospital. It means he must have been injured. People go to the hospital all the time just to be have stuff documented and be checked out. Uh, so uh, I'll co-sign the four for now. Right on. Let's let's go ahead and stop giving these idiots attention and move on. Next one is by KOLD.com News 13. Woman runs onto Phoenix tarmac to stop playing she missed. This is being reported out of Phoenix. A woman is facing charges after running onto the tarmac at Phoenix Sky Harbor International Airport. According to the police report, the door to the jetway was already secured when Vicki Myers of St. Louis, Missouri, tried to catch a flight Sunday afternoon. Instead of waiting for the next flight, police say she ran through the glass doors, separating the passenger area and the secure airfield. Myers was stopped by an employee as she ran down a flight of stairs towards the nose of the airplane. According to police, she told employees she was, quote, attempting to have the plane stopped so she would not miss her flight. Myers was charged with first-degree criminal trespassing on a crucial public service facility, which is a felony in Arizona. And I'm telling you right now, if you look at the picture of this woman, it's being provided by the Maricopa County Sheriff's Office, you would think her name is Karen. Tell me I'm yeah. wrong. But tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> no, 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 sir. This this looks like the prototypical Karen. I yep. mean... As- as caught in the wild, you know, it like literally. So, I mean, what did she actually think was going to happen? I'm going to run through here and I am going to stop the plane from taking off. They're going to go, oh, we're sorry. We're sorry. We tried to leave without you, ma'am. Here, come on no. in. Come on in. Matter of fact, here, we're going to upgrade you to first class for your troubles. Thank you for thank you for pointing out our, our short-sighted error in almost leaving one of our most valued passengers behind on such a crucial trip that she's trying to make. Thank you. Thank you, ma'am. Oh, my gosh. The shorter the Karen haircut, the bigger the sense of entitlement. And it, I really, really... It barely reaches her cheekbones. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, this, this woman is like... Hmm... She got her four AM face on and everything. We need She's ready to We need a Karen song on the soundboard at this point. I'm I'm <laughs> oh, I, gotta, I gotta find one. If somebody if somebody knows of a good Karen song, please uh, send it to us at socialliability at iCloud.com. <laughs> I'll let you know right now, if I were the corrections officer or the deputy taking this booking photo, I'd have made that bitch smile. And you know I would have because I've done it before. Yeah, we know. I'd have, I, I, I'd have made that bitch fucking smile. I'd have been like, no. I'd have been like, that is not, that is not, that is not acceptable. 
<laughs> but no, like so so run me back through this just to, just to make sure I got all the details here. Did she actually stop the plane or did she only try to? It doesn't actually say, but I guarantee you when she breached security, there was probably a a lockdown because uh, typically that will happen. They'll, they'll stop all takeoffs and landings uh, for a short time while they determine if any, yeah, you know, while they, while, while the ATC figures out what the hell just happened. Uh, yeah. She gets a five. Yep. You fuck with air traffic in my book. Like you got your automatic three with DUIs and I'll co-sign that. But when my automatic five for me, is you fuck with the flow of inter like international airbound traffic. Like there are people who could fall out of the fucking sky in a flaming cartwheel of death because you're being a fuck up. Like now, you know, no, no, no. And, and we're not even talking like 10 people. We're talking like hundreds, thousands of fucking people that if you go all fucking foobar and in a worst case scenario, you could really. You could really throw a wrench in the fucking cogs here, lady. You know, and and it could the consequence. It's like big girl consequences too. You know. Well, people, I, I, I've I've actually we've had this discussion on the show before, and I've had this like the explanation of the ripple effect that occurs anytime that there, there's a delay in air traffic for any reason at any one location. How flights are then delayed across the planet. So yeah. Um, Fuck you, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, and we're back with the second half of the show, Buck, and we're going to go straight to the BBC.com. But it's about the Cleveland police. <laughs> it's about Cleveland. I don't, I don't get it. Um, is there a Cleveland in England? Is there a Cleveland, England? You should know this. You're worldly. I, I, yeah, not that part of the world. <laughs> uh, it was as Cleveland PC sacked for a car crash lie to cover up lateness. Now, PC usually stands for police constable, so we're going to go with it. Yeah, it's probably in England. <laughs> PC Andrew Siggins uh, claimed he was in a uh, he saw a car spin out of control, delaying his commute. But investigations found it to be a deliberate falsification. The Cleveland Police Misconduct Panel heard Mr. Siggins uh, being late for work after previously been, quote, a cause for concern and criticism. He was dismissed without notice for gross misconduct. The panel said Mr. Siggins was due to start his shift at the Hartle Police Station at 7 p.m. on the 23rd of March. After initially starting his near 40-mile commute, he had to return home to collect his mobile phone, meaning he was not uh, properly on his way until 6.25. This, the panel said, would mean he would have to drive at least 60 miles per hour the full way, which would have been impossible, especially through the speed restrictions around Testo Roundabout Roadworks on 819 at West Bolden near Sunderland. We gotta stop reading these freaking foreign articles. <laughs> Mr. Sagan called his sergeant around 645 to say he was going to be uh, late as he had just witnessed a car, quote, lose control and spend 360 degrees before pulling into the lay-by on A19, the panel said. 
implausible story. He claimed to have taken, uh, spoken to the driver before letting him carry on, but the panel found the incident was deliberately falsification in a dishonest attempt to justify being late. The panel said Mr. Sagan's sergeant disbelieved his story as it seemed implausible. Officers went to speak to the man Mr. Siggins claimed to have seen spin out of the control, but he was perplexed. The man said he had been not involved in an accident and his journey had been entirely uneventful. The panel also found Mr. Siggins used the police national computer database to look up the supposed crash detail uh, driver's details despite being told not to by a superior officer. <clears throat> when challenged, Mr. Siggins tried to blame the innocent driver, saying he must have backtracked. But the panel said Mr. Siggins' accusation was feeble and unpersuasive and obviously dishonest. In the case, and the case in the ex office, uh, in, in the case was the ex officers alone. What that doesn't make sense. We consider Mr. Siggins to be a serious, dishonest person, as to be a threat to the integrity of police operations and to the public, who could have no faith in a force that would wish to keep him. There's more to that story of this guy calling and saying, I saw a car accident, than there is to the um, the, the, the woman running out on the tarmac. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So this this whole shit blizzard, again, just, just making sure that I can connect all the dots, is spawned from him potent- being late for work, calling in, telling a bullshit excuse... Getting fucking caught, called out, and and he just instead of instead of just falling on his sword at the very fucking beginning of this, it has to go to all the way to a panel to be like thoroughly investigated. Well, and here's the, the, the here's the real kicker: he actually thought this out. He picked a car that was on that route because he just well, probably whoever was passing him at that particular moment. And he ran their tag, and he did a report saying he, he witnessed this, and this was the person and everything, and f- called it all in, and you know, did all this to try to cover up the fact that he was going to be late to work. And he thought he was going to get away with it. <laughs> but it, it, probably the whole thing came about where he called from, saying he saw it here. And the, the boss probably said, he still would have been late, there's no way. But, you know, what, what causes a boss to even look at it that close and say, I think this guy might be lying? Oh, I don't know, because he's a lying shitbag and you're tired of him, and this isn't the first time. Tell me, right. I'm, tell me I'm wrong. Tell oh, me I'm no, wrong. no, 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 no. You are not wrong. They, it, everything points to just that. Exactly how you described it. It's... And you know what? Bravo to these fucking people, man. Bravo to the Brits. Bravo. Because, you know what? There's no union there. Like, I don't think I don't think those police officers are a part of a labor union in, in Great Britain. I just don't. I don't know. And and even if they are, they they were not gonna let this guy fucking talk his way out of it. They were like, no, you're done. Like they even and he danced on that grave. He danced on that grave. He should have just been like, "Yep, I was, I was, I was late. Yep, I made it all up." 
He should have just done before it even got to the panel. He shouldn't. He, he never should have made it up. He just should have ate it. and said, "I was late to work." <laughs> right, but I'm just saying, like, if you craft an elaborate excuse, as soon as it starts to unravel, like you got it, you just got to give it up. You just got to let it go. And I'm glad he got fucking fired. I'm glad he got shit canned. I I, I wish know? I wish once. We, uh, we would have the same common sense that once a, a police officer, anybody in law enforcement for that matter, is found to be dishonest, that they can no longer be a police officer. No, I, I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. It, it's funny because yeah. you know, there's, a, there's a concept of uh, crimis falsi that means you, you cannot get a job as a police officer if you have a conviction for any crime that involved lying. But yet, once you're in... You can lie as much as you want, and you're you're, you're off scot free. And I think what what it comes down to is what you were saying a few moments ago, is not that the the police administration want to put up with these folks. It's that you you have unions that will protect everybody. Doesn't matter how much of a piece of shit they are, they'll protect everybody. Um, you know, I was a in law enforcement as a union rep. And, you know, pe- I'd get called to the, to the office and say, hey, we need a union rep for this person. Okay. So I'd go up there and they'd start to talk to me in the hallway and I'd just say, shut up. Shut up. I don't want to know anything. I don't want to know anything. Don't tell me anything. Because if you lie to me, I'm going to punch you in the mouth. And I'd go in and sit down. And, and there, there was certain tactics you did. And some of the shit people were accused of... I'd look right over at him and say, you fucking did that thing, didn't you? You know? <laughs> but nevertheless, they'd never get in trouble for it because the union would would fight tooth and nail to avoid anything happening to them. And, and, yeah. In any other job, they'd have been gone. Gone! <sighs> Either way, man. Like, what are we going to give this Yahoo, man? What, 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 like... There, there. He just he falls in so many like. I'm giving him a four because he. I was yes, yes. That's what I'm thinking, man. Four, four. Good call. This he, if he's lying about something this trivial, what other shit is he lied about? Yeah, like there are people in jail who probably like potentially shouldn't even be there because of this fucking asshole. Possibly. Well, I'm not quite willing to go that far, but it's possible. It's definitely possible. Our next story comes from Outkick.com, Buck, and we're going to cover something that we've never covered before. And uh, there's a good reason behind it. Uh, We're covering a sporting event. (laughs) And I I just, I don't particularly care for football, I'll be honest. And this is a football story. And I think you sent it to me. So let's just jump right into it here. Santa kicked out of AT&T Stadium after putting Cowboys fan in a headlock. Santa Claus has had enough, folks. Besides the ass-kicking being administered, administered by the Dallas Cowboys to the Washington football team. And let me just say something about that. Okay, you don't want to be called the Washington Redskins. That's what they were, Redskins anymore. Fine. Whatever. Pick a new fucking name. We can't think of any things. We're just going to be called the Washington football team. That's stupid. Pick a name. Anyway, 
at the AT&T turf Sunday night, there was plenty of action in the stands where punches were flying and a bad Santa was ejected from Jerry's world for putting a fellow Cowboys fan in a headlock. In a separate incident, a Cowboys fan was drilled in the face by a man wearing a pink polo shirt. Throw in Washington players trying to punch each other, and it was just one of those traditional nights when the division rivals get together for a Christmas weekend football game. The silver lining is it doesn't appear anyone was stabbed, shot, or left for dead in the parking lot after the game. Just a few minor skirmishes and emotions boiling over. All in all, this was a pretty positive outcome for everyone involved. Are you high? Written by Joe Kinsey. Are you high? It's not a positive outcome for anybody. The fact that people get so fired up of watching people play a game that they feel they need to come to blows, that's a problem. A little bit. A little bit. I don't, yeah, I don't see very much. Now, I've never been to an NFL sporting event. I have. But... I, I can tell you that I have firsthand accounts of people explaining like the the antics of the Dallas Cowboys fans. Oh hell no! Are, hell no, Buck. We're, bo- we're, we're, we're just... both from Pennsylvania. Let's talk oh. about the Philadelphia fucking Eagles. Oh, buddy, I'm going to tell you what right now. If they were in this story, I would have been like, if the if the Eagles were involved in this story. And their fans got involved, along with the Dallas Cowboys, we would have had a whole different type of article. It would have been about they're, murder they're... and assaults and oh, stabbings. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, it, like, I, I heard, I've just heard stories that Dallas Cowboys fans can be real fucking rowdy. And, you know, putting people in a fucking head, going to fisticuffs over a game, man. Like the game people, that a game like, that you're not even involved in, you are just spectating. Yeah, and what like again, my 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 knowledge of this game is very rudimentary at best. But isn't it true? Like, didn't wasn't it written somewhere or you know somewhere that there's only like eleven minutes of actual action that takes place in a in in an NFL game? It, like, it wouldn't be surprising at, to me. <laughs> Like, at what point in time did something happen in the span of that 11 minutes of action that caused you to go to fisticuffs? Hmm? Like, but how low how low on the emotional IQ scale does one need to be in order to witness an event that happened in a broken span of 11 minutes that caused them to go into full outrage mode and go to fisticuffs with another person. Put them in a headlock. You know, oh, oh yeah, you know, just a little brawling in the parking lot. But, yeah, it's all right. Positive outcome. It, no, no, man. It's not. No. You know, it, 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 this is a game. When I was in high school, It's Buck, a fucking game. When I was in high school, I, uh, I took a job over one summer uh, umpiring Little League Baseball. And let me tell you. That is the first time I ever got a cell phone. Because I had to have one to call the police on the parents. More than once, more than once, a team forfeited because of the way the parents were acting. 
You would eject them. They'd refuse to leave. And you'd say, fine, game over. Your team forfeits. And then you got the hell out of there. Uh, it, it, you, you would think that it's like, well, it's because their kids are involved. No, it's just people, when they get around sporting, anything with a fucking ball. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey. I mean, like, you don't see people going all fucking crazy over badminton. So what are we going to give bad Santa here? It's not even, it's just, you know, the Santa's in the, in the, uh, in, in the headline because, you know, it's a Santa Claus. But, you know, sports fans as a whole, you get a three. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm thinking right along, right along the same margin. I'll, I'll co-sign that. Let's go ahead and move on. Well, we're coming to our main event. And, you know, typically with the Social Liability Podcast, we talk about people who are social liabilities. And I think we may have found one. Um, you know, what is a social liability to you, Buck? I, uh, I I would have to classify it as what you open the show with every single fucking time we've done this, man. Someone who just outright violates the social contract that we all agree to live by. Well, he, you know? here's the thing. I also equate um, social liabilities as people who have a overinflated self-worth or a very strong sense of entitlement. And I think we may have found one because this is being reported by the Stoke Sentinel, which is a UK newspaper. And this is dad goes to Indian restaurant for Christmas Day, then complains food is not, quote, traditional. A dad took his family to an Indian restaurant over Christmas dinner for only to complain they didn't serve the traditional Christmas fare. Rick Arpino uh, went to the restaurant. Rupashi Indian Bar and Restaurant on Christmas Day along with his partner and four kids. There, he said he ordered two Indian dinners for him and his partner and Christmas dinners for the children. He was furious when the children were served chicken and chips and half a fried tomato. Talking to TripAdvisor, Rick expressed his anger that the Indian restaurant did not serve, quote, traditional Christmas dinners. What an absolute farce of a restaurant. Christmas dinner ruined for our children on the whims of this establishment, Rick wrote on TripAdvisor and in a Facebook post. However, the Indian restaurant has said that it rang up its customers to advise in advance of Christmas Day to take their orders and to explain they are no longer serving a traditional Christmas dinner menu due to lack of interest. Since the complaint was published, hundreds of people have been leaving comments. Quote, I think Christmas dinner was ruined the second you decided to go to an Go for an Indian on, I'm sorry, for a Christmas dinner. This is, it's it's like written really quick or something, but they're quoting. Uh, another one wrote, uh, the restaurant is a fabulous Indian restaurant serving wonderful Indian food. We love it there. However, it would probably be a low down on my list of places to go to host a traditional British Christmas lunch. Maybe try another establishment rather than giving it a bad review. <laughs> uh, Rachel Brown went on went to the restaurant on Christmas Day and said she was told they're not doing Christmas dinners when she booked. She said, "I went yesterday and I couldn't uh, fault it. We have been having uh, as we had an amazing curry. After all, it isn't an Indian curry house. If you wanted English food, I was just just going to a pub or somewhere. They did come around asking if everything was okay, and you really should have said something." and not slag them all over Facebook. Uh, the restaurant's manager, uh, Shaha Minhum, I can't, 
Minum, I can't pronounce it. I'm sorry. I don't want to mutilate your name. Uh, has said that he's written the TripAdvisor to complain about the review. He also explained the reason the restaurant did not serve traditional Christmas dinners. He said that it's not worth all the hard work to prepare a traditional British dinner when they had very few customers ordering it. We went to please our customers, we give them options, and they chose chicken and chips. I fully agree with them not being happy. I did my best. But unfortunately, after leaving, they wrote on Facebook and TripAdvisor. I don't know what the, why they would be doing that. They served around 80 customers on Christmas Day and on Saturday, December 25th. One of those customers left a five-star review. We came for Christmas Day... Uh, we came for Christmas Day six off of... It's... God bless it. Quit quoting these people directly and paraphrase. Uh, use excellent food, fantastic service, and staff curries. Thank you for the lovely meal. User blah, 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 blah. Uh, Mr. Shaw has been running the restaurant for 11 years and has been struggling bringing all of his customers back to the restaurant post-lockdown. It's very hard to run a business right now. He said negative reviews can impact his business. It's easy for them to write a review on TripAdvisor. It's hard to run a business and keep customers happy. What do you think, Buck? Wow. It's like wow. it's like going to a sushi restaurant and being upset they don't serve hamburgers. Yeah. I mean, what, what, I, I don't even know, I don't even, like, all these people who were responding to him in the comments really pointed out a really good thing. Why the fuck are you going for a traditional Christmas meal at a curry house? At a, at, what, what about curry house screams ideal Christmas lunch location? To any individual, did well, like what, here's the thing. I don't know what a traditional British Christmas dinner is. Uh, I'm just gonna equate it to an American dinner. Typically, you know, for us, it's ham, um, beets, you know, corn, mashed potatoes, you know, big big meal type stuff. Uh, if I did not want to cook Christmas dinner, one, I'd be hard pressed to find a restaurant that is open. Um, the only ones you're typically going to find that are open are, guess what? Foreign restaurants. <laughs> yeah. And I have, more than once, Christmas dinner has come in little boxes from a Chinese restaurant. I have never once, in any of those circumstances, thought to myself, self, because that's what I call myself, um, I'm going to go down to Ping's and I'm going to get me a ham. <laughs> No, I, I get do... I get the fucking sweet and sour chicken and I move on with my day. <laughs> I don't even think that I would eat mashed potatoes. And, and you know, again, just traditional, you know, equating it to what we know. But, like, mashed potatoes in a Chinese food carryout box would not... It, it just... There's nothing that even seems appetizing about that to me. You know. Just nothing. This dude's a douchebag. I mean, this isn't a Karen. This is a Darren. This guy's an asshole. <laughs> I mean, and then he's going to go and, and start bashing the guy. Like, this dude, like, he's probably living the, the the English dream. You know, I can't call it the American dream. That would be wildly inappropriate. But, you know, he's he's probably living, living the dream over there in mildly above average Britain. And, you know, 
the guy's just gonna shit all over his day. Like what? What? Like, I just I don't get it. And the guy's and the guy even the business owner's like, I'm sorry, he was happy. I did everything I could. It's like, no, dude, you don't you don't need to be sorry for shit, man. Like, you don't need to be sorry for anything. Nothing. Nothing. Business owner here needs to be sorry for nothing. Like, mm. God. No, man. <sighs> so what are you going to give Darren here? Oh, my gosh. Well, he's there with his family. It means he's procreated. He's probably spreading this kind of ignorance and bigotry Four kids. throughout the map. Four kids. Four kids. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give this guy a four and a half. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I'm 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 hard pressed to figure out if I want to give a three or a four because uh, nobody was technically hurt. He was just being a dickhead online. Um, but the sense of entitlement, Jesus Christ! What else is going on with this dude? So I'll, yeah, but I'll, see, I'll, I'll co-sign the four. I'll co-sign the four. He's he's breeding like. Not only is he is he perpetrating this this kind of behavior on his own, he's reinforcing that it's okay to his own children. Like, no, 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 you are that good. It's like, no, 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 you're not that good. You're just like everybody else. You put your pants put your pants on one leg at a time. That's it. You know, that's like you're no better. Going to a curry house for fucking traditional. That's just, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to McDonald's and get a steak, yeah, right? <laughs> and then bitch and give them a bad review when they can't give it to you. Like, I'm, 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 I'm going to go to the pizza place and I'm going to get highly, highly upset that they don't serve ramen. I mean, fuck, dude. Yeah, I. But it's Chinese so, New Year. You know, you should have dim sum here. Why? Why don't you, sir? We're 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 McDonald's or so we're Burger King. You know. I'll scale them down to a four, but uh, either way, you know what? I mean, just just remember that, you know, everybody's got their own baggage, man. Like, everybody's got their own fucking shit. And walking around and projecting that you're better than people or that you should get something because that's just wrong. Yes, indeedy. That being said, folks, that brings us to an end of another episode of the Social Liability Podcast. Uh, please remember to like, subscribe, uh, leave us a comment, leave us a review on Apple iTunes. That'd be lovely. Uh, but most importantly, tell a friend. Help us get this podcast out there. Maybe give us a share on Twitter or Facebook. Anything to help us out would be appreciated. Um, that being said, folks, I'm the Raz Greaves with my co-host, the Buck Grundle, wishing you all a happy and safe New Year's. <laughs>